Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by Pat Cordyback, lead singer of Stereos. Oh, yes. Multi-platinum Juno-nominated group Stereos is back, just in case you haven't heard. That's right, because after playing a reunion show in 2019, they said, you know what, it feels good, it look good. And maybe it's time to bring back the band and bring some music back in to our Lives, So we're going to dive into the decision to reunite the band. We're going to dive into the track they released at the beginning of 2020 with Sunset Gold. We're going to talk about how the band has adapted through this past year, of course, and then leading into this new track. Look good. How did it all come together? What sort of energy? was the band trying to capture inside of this track and then we're going to talk about what does 2021 the rest of the year hold here for stereos because you know the party ain't done yet oh yes and the party today is brought to you by desert tiger merch.com where you go to cop yourself something to represent the show everywhere that you go and we have new items coming your way this month so keep your ears and your eyes peeled for that and now that you know who the show is brought to you by now that you know who our guest is it's about time that we jumped into this conversation with pat gordy back of stereos because ooh it look good. Let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. All right. All right. Fantastic. So for the audience watching, we are here with Patrick of Stereos. The band is back after a long hiatus. Maybe you caught their single from last year with summertime gold but now now they're back with a look good and we're here to dive behind some of this reconnecting of the band and leading on up to this new single so how is it going today pat it's going great thank you so much for having me on i'm uh happy to be here awesome well i mean hey it's uh, always a pleasure to have someone on here and as someone who toured in a pop punk band and otherwise it's you guys were pretty much like the bar for Western Canada for a long time. So trust me, it's a absolute pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank you so much for saying that. We're we're pretty good at um, telling ourselves how good we are, but it's always nice to hear it from someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep that hype train rolling. Got to keep exactly, even if it's for yourselves. Exactly. Sometimes, sometimes you know, other people can't hear it, so especially in a time over like this last year here. So everything is good. Yeah, it's been a wild year for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to dive into sort of how the band has kind of gone through that process, because 
Last year, you released your comeback single in February before everything shut down. So before getting to that shut down, where, when exactly did the wheels get put back in motion? Because you guys had been on quite a lengthy hiatus. So when exactly did stereos come back together? Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of wild how it happened, man. Like, it wasn't supposed to be a hiatus. We were done. Like, we had broken up. but we had the uh, 10 years come up from the release of summer girl. And it was like, you know, that only comes once because if you miss that year, then it's 11 years and that number's not as cool. So we thought we have to do something. Let's just do a reunion show. It's a one-off and like go out on our own terms. It was still under the idea that we were not getting back together. It would just be something fun to do to say goodbye because we never really did say goodbye. Like, excuse me, we had done like uh, our second album and then just kind of disappeared. So when we did that and the show sold out, you know, it was just too, it's, it's addicting, man. And we were like, I ha- we have to keep doing this. And so as soon as I got back from the reunion show in Toronto, I started writing and Sunset Gold was actually the first song I wrote for this new iteration of the band. And it kind of just really like, I think it showed some growth, like kind of in the sound, but it also just like touched on some lyrical themes that I think were new for us. And, but you're right. Then two weeks later, COVID hit and we had to kind of take another step back and be like, well, are we going to let this derail us or are we going to keep going? And I'm so thankful that we took the approach that, well, we now have however amount of time, obviously none of us knew how long it was going to last. Some of us thought two weeks, right. But we were able to then just really focus on what we wanted the album to sound like and work with some different writers and then write ourselves. And it was just, uh, I think now looking back on the last year plus, it was just very necessary for us to take a step away and just like write and record. And that's it. And that's what we did. Okay, so did you plan on doing a full album before everything shut down? Had you guys planned on touring first? What did everything look like beforehand? A little bit of both, man. I think the entire album probably would have sounded very similar to Sunset Gold, which I don't think would have been the right move because I think like with Look Good, the new single, and then some other elements on the album, we really like pridefully set like went back to like it's, it's, I think, a much more mature take on our old sound, but it still is unabashedly pop. And I think that was necessary for us. Um, we were probably going to do some summer one-off shows, but obviously that became impossible. And so we're very lucky, though. It didn't really derail us in the way it would an established band because it was all up in the air. So it's not as though we had concrete plans or anything that got derailed. Absolutely, for sure. You guys hadn't exactly planned out a full like comeback tour or otherwise. Okay. No, nothing like that. Yeah. Okay. So over this past year with, is everybody still in the same area? Were you guys able to get into the same studio for sessions? Did you guys have to sort of work with sending files across country? How did this process of crafting this new track, this upcoming album come together? Yeah, dude, all of the above. So um, two of us live in Edmonton and two of us live in Toronto. So that was always kind of there. And so in terms of like putting the songs together, there was a lot of track sending. Then in January, um, we recorded the album and I got there maybe a week before a really heavy lockdown came into effect. And so once that happened in the studio, it was like very strict, like masks, distanced. Um, and then after our recording sessions, it was just back to the place I was staying and that's it. I had nothing to do, dude. It was the I joke about it, but it was the first time in my life where I hated weekends because we, I had nothing to do. And I was like, I need Monday morning at nine to come around so we can get back in the studio. And so 
it was not an easy situation. It was like three and a half weeks, almost a month of me just like living in a studio, doing everything, just putting it into this album. Um, but at the end, I think our the end product has been really strong. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Give you a bit more time to focus on what you were crafting then. It's true, man. And I know myself, like I love going out and having fun. I've always been that kind of guy. And I think it's probably for the best that I wasn't able to. And it was just like, no, this is your job. Go home, chill out, get a good night's sleep, and then be fresh, ready to work every morning because that is uh, that is how it played out. And I think it definitely benefited the uh, process in the album for sure. Well, it's uh, sleep is very important as a vocalist for sure, keeping the uh, vocal cords nice and crisp. You're totally right. And especially an aging vocalist. It's more important to me now than it's ever been. (laughs) Yeah, definitely probably been out of that touring cycle of a little while of having everything tuned up and sort of knowing how to try to keep everything as crisp before those shows while still getting the partying in. Oh, man, you're right, though. It's going to look a lot different touring this time around. Way different. Like, I'm too old to like even think about living this way we used to 10 years ago but also like we're at the age now where like um you know our guitar players is players sober now which has been an awesome thing for him so for me to go out and like floor it on tour would be ridiculous because i'd be literally the only one so i'm not going to do that i'm going to take it a lot more seriously i think depends if we have a day off the next day maybe but no it's going to be pretty low key. Maybe, maybe once or twice right and just take the time to enjoy yeah but i'm not going to let it get in the way of the shows. And that's the thing, man, that did happen where I'd lose my voice on tour. Um, and so I think that this feels like so much more special this time around because we thought we were done and that music wasn't going to be here. So I'm going to make sure that I'm holding up my end of the bargain by taking it seriously for sure. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So what, and what serious energy while still staying fun, are we tackling here with look good? Cause like you said, it still fits some of that pop energy of that classic stereo sound that a lot of people are used to but still sort of tackling a little bit of what we've been going through here in this past little while yeah man that's uh it's well said like it's and it's very true so look good i think the first time first few times people hear it it's just gonna sound like kind of like an old stereos upbeat song it reminds me of one of our songs called turn it up maybe a little bit more of a updated sound on that but um, it started out when I was writing it with a buddy of mine, Dan Davidson. Um, you know, he had this chorus idea for, damn, you look good, kind of like talking to someone you're interested in. But unfortunately for me, I was um, literally like a week out from having, uh, you know, my marriage end. And, uh, you know, it was a really like, yeah, pretty serious time in my life. Now, I will say that we love each other to death. You know, we're all good. But at that time, to me, I was like, no, let's make this about, you know, self-love and like wanting to be really happy with who you are with yourself and that confidence, you know, that could be like applicable to people like going through this pandemic and having a tough time, or maybe you're in a tough spot. So the ability to have like an empowering song where maybe my circumstances would make me not feel great about myself, but I do, um, is what made me shift the song. So this song, like, again, although it's like an upbeat pop song, it has a lot of meaning to me. And I think that that shift of perspective on the chorus vocal and like where it comes from makes it a little bit more unique too. So yeah, this song, it has a a very deep place uh, for me, which I love. Oh, wow. So taking something that is exactly just that party song and adding a little more depth to it because there's a little more value in everybody has been going through things and 
just dealing with the thing that we have all been dealing with, with COVID, and then also dealing with just our own personal lives and otherwise, and how that has affected everybody's lives up, up to this point. Totally. Like it's, we've been sort of like a lot of people have been forced into a very isolating existence in a lot of ways. Right. And so when you are like, I was sort of situation, circumstances outside of my control made me have to look in the mirror and be like, are you happy with who you are today? And like, I really realized that that's the most important thing. You really need to be, uh, to love yourself first, um, before, you know, you are the best version of yourself for others. And so to me, that's what uh, this song really is all about. Very, very true is it's in order to help other illuminate other people, we have to first find out how to illuminate ourselves, find out who we are and how to accept who we are so that we can maybe give a little bit more of who that person is. You're totally right, man. I heard an analogy actually very recently from a friend of mine about where they tell you to put your own uh, oxygen mask on in a flight before you help someone else. And I think a lot of us are living lives where we want to please others, but we're putting everyone else's masks on, but we're gasping for air in the aisle. And it's like, I thought he put that such so well, because I think a lot of us do that in a world where, you know, people want to please others and have other people think of them in a positive way, but you've got to make sure that, you know, you're looking after yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very, very important. And it's also good to keep that good vibes, that good energy, which of course the energy behind this song also captures so now that it's been over a year now to this new this second single of the second iteration of stereos what is it like to finally be able to have this message out into the world it's um man it's like to say like that it's meaningful is such an understatement like so again part of me discovering who i wanted to be as a person was me drawing a line in the sand to myself where I have to do this and I'm going to give it absolutely everything I have. And so it really wasn't like, again, I don't want to try and make it sound like I'm any more special than anyone else. This has been a hard year for everyone, but I'm no exception. And so to then say, I have to do this, I'm going to give it everything I have. I'm not happy, like not pursuing music because it wasn't in my life for so long. I'm going to do this. And then the, you know, the month living in January and complete isolation and things like that to see it culminate in this release. And even just seeing like the, uh, the cover art that we've put together and things like that. It's just like, it it is so incredibly meaningful to me and cathartic to the point where, you know, do I want to do this forever? Absolutely. And do I hope it does really well? Absolutely. But I really am proud of myself and for the band, you know, all four of us for, coming together, being closer than we've ever been and putting something out that we're so proud of. So it it means everything, man, everything. All right. All right. Awesome. Definitely showing that not only has the band grown, but the individuals behind this band have also grown over this time as individuals, as human beings. Absolutely, man. Like, uh, like never poor. I mean, it would be sad if we had it again, we were like our mid twenties before and now mid thirties. Um, I would hope that we've grown as individuals. I think we had an amazing time, man. And I look back at, you know, 10 years ago as you know, one of the most amazing times in my life, but I don't know if it's conducive to being the person who I am today. And so the fact that we've all shown growth, whether it be, you know, emotionally or interpersonally and things like that, I think it's uh, gone a long way. And so, like I said, we're closer than we've ever been, which is uh, very, very meaningful. 
All right. All right. Awesome. So you guys were able to get together to record this single together, which is fantastic. And of course, there's other mediums of trying to hype a video. And in a time like this, it can be very difficult to do so. So what are you are you guys trying to craft a music video for this song? Is there one? Are you guys doing like a lyric video? What are you doing to make sure that this song gets exactly that most illumination that it can? Yeah, good point. So we need to do a video, especially with this type of song and the themes in the song. The thing is right now we have a whole team ready to go. We have a concept, a treatment, and it's uh we're literally waiting every single day hoping to hear something um about, you know, an ease of restrictions to the point where we could have enough people to get together and make the video we want to make. So I would say, you know, turnaround time in a video can actually be pretty quick, like quicker than you'd think. But um, I would say it'll probably be out within the first couple of weeks of the single itself coming out. Um, so yes, the answer is yes. We have a video planned. It's uh, it's just a matter of waiting for the day we're able to do it. And I think we're going to fly out to Toronto and do that. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Making sure that you can get there ASAP. And of course, there is a full EP or album, a collection of songs coming our way. So without giving away too much, what can you tell us about this upcoming collection? Yeah. Um, so there will be a full album. We recorded it all. Like I wrote like 25 songs. We recorded 12 and there will be 10 on the album. Um, I think it's probably going to come out in the fall. So, you know, I'm an old man, but I'm learning that, you know, the way to do it now is single by single kind of over the summer, I think. And then, yeah, we'll release an album in the fall. Um, and in terms of like the sound, I would say it's very much stereos and it's very much us having grown up. I think lyrically, it's not even close. It's the strongest lyrically. Um, it explores a bunch of different sounds and that to me is stereos. We've never done one thing. It's always been mixing sounds you wouldn't necessarily hear together and then putting it with a, like a rock band behind it. And so even Sunset Gold, you can hear that. It's sort of an EDM song with a live band behind it. Um, Look Good is sort of a funk pop song. We have, I would say there's an 80s influence. There's definitely a country influence in some songs. It's just, it's very much stereos. And all that means is that it's all over the map. Our poor producer had to deal with that. But it's uh, but something I'm so proud of, man. Like each song kind of has, it's like an individual movie in and of itself to me mm -hmm. has its own unique style and energy Bingo. yeah exactly and then at the end of the day it's got my voice uh you know for better or for worse on it so they're all stereo songs <laughs> uh i mean personally myself i would like to think for the better and i think the fans do too and you've been putting your voice on uh some tracks for some IIHF uh, sort of celebration style things there. So sort of celebrating your love of hockey. Yeah. So that was so interesting. They approached us because they knew we were like putting new music together and we've been like ridiculously open since day one. I mean, my first love was hockey. Um, I grew up or I was born in Edmonton during a dynasty. And so it's been literally, it's shaped my entire identity, which is not a good thing. Like Oilers fans are absolute psychos, but I am one. So I recognize that we're like wild, but yeah, I am one. I can't help it. So when they came to us about these goal songs or just like putting together something for hockey, just working with the IHF has been um, such a cool opportunity because there's an old adage that, uh, uh, you know, musicians want to be athletes, athletes want to be musicians. And I can speak for at least Robin, myself in the band that that's very true. Like we are absolutely 
obsessed with hockey. And so if we can work with it, we've uh, been talking to like different people, like some of the players and the on the bench crew. I don't know if you know those guys, but they're like, they do hockey content. And so to me, it's just such an awesome opportunity to open up uh, relationships in the sport that I love. Awesome. Well, that's very, very exciting for sure. Cause obviously within Canada, the, uh, world juniors that IIHF is definitely something that, uh, gets a lot of attention. A lot of people get riled up behind. So to have a piece and not only like, you know, making a song for Canada itself, but also other countries like Sweden and just all Dude, these different groups. So much research. Like I was like looking up words and pronouncing things in other languages and finding out capital cities or what flags look like. Um, it was so, uh, it was so cool actually to like, just do a little bit of research on each country and find out these different things. What makes them because like in non-traditional hockey markets, like how do they view the team and things like that. And so it's been pretty obvious that countries such as Kazakhstan, or maybe that they don't get a lot of a spotlight. They love that we did this song. And then there's um, countries like Sweden, or I don't even know some of the other ones where they're like, please stop. This is the worst thing I've ever heard, but it's very funny to me because I'm like, (laughs) you know, I find that online trolls are actually the funniest thing in the world. So I can take it. <laughs> well, I'd like to see them do a better job of fitting players' names inside of these tracks and making it rhyme with things that also fit. Exactly. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I agree with you. I mean, and if they can do a better job, they should probably get the job. I don't know. Good for them. They should apply now. Otherwise, they should just stop complaining because you guys are doing a fantastic job. Actually, they can keep complaining. That's fine. But as long as they're, when they make fun of us, it's funny. And some of them are very funny, so I'm okay with that. As long as you make me laugh when you're making fun of me, then I'm, I'm okay with it. Got to be creative. You got to be just as creative as these tracks. Come on now. Exactly. If you're like, this sucks, I'm like, okay, well, whatever, next. But if you're like, I, my ears are bleeding, I'm never going to watch hockey again if you keep posting this, that's funny to me. Good for you. Oh, fantastic. I love it. I love it. And I've had a blast with this conversation so far. I have one question left, Pat. Are you ready for it? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, we have kind of covered a little bit of your growth through this time and the reconnection of the band with growing your sound, sort of delving more into lyrics, getting a little bit deeper. Like I said, we have Divin dove a little bit into your growth, but of course, I would like to know a little bit more. And with that, how has this last couple of years, this last two years of rebanding, crafting this music and otherwise, how has it helped you grow as a person or what has it helped you learn about yourself? Um, so, oh my goodness. Yeah. So there's so many levels to that and I can answer each of them. So for one, I really fell in love with good co-writes again. So co-writing is a process that I don't think a lot of people understand. Sometimes it is the worst day of your life where you just get nothing. You don't get along with the person. Your ideas are not what they like and vice versa. And it can be terrible. And so for a long time, I've really just stood on my own two legs. Like I've written, I would say the vast majority of our songs by myself. Um, but with this album, working with Dan Davidson and Jesse Colburn in Toronto, I really fell in love with good co-writes and we just got on the same page and we came up with some really good stuff. And then the benefit of that was that then I wrote, I would say five of the songs. So half the album after those co-writes by myself, but it's because I learned so much in the co-writes that I was able to sort of, you know, take what I've learned or like just sensibilities about what to do. And so I think it made me a better songwriter. Now as a person, like personally speaking, I think, you know, I kind of touched on it already, but 
the growth I've made in terms of understanding the importance of taking care of myself and making sure that I'm doing what I want, waking up with purpose every single day of my life, which I don't think I was doing until I was sort of forced into that situation. And that's why I'm actually very thankful I went through the breakup and things like that, because I think it taught me a lot about um, what I need to be doing to be a happy person. And when I'm a happy person, I just know that I'm better for those who are around me as well. So um, the importance of music in my life, being creative and uh, continuing to write songs is something that is a non-negotiable for me that I have to have in my life. And so this album brought that about. And like, if you were to talk to each individual band member, I, I could guarantee you that they've all had to go through very similar um, you know, areas of growth as a result of it too. Wow. Fantastic. I love that answer. I love Dude, that like answer. A pop singer maybe, but <laughs> that's the truth. Oh, hey, pop singers can be a lot deeper than people give them credit for. So I appreciate that you've given us such depth here today. And thank you, Pat, for joining me here on the Desert Tiger podcast. Literally, and he said, actually, I'm going to ask you, what is Desert Tiger? It's the sickest podcast name. Out of any of the podcasts I've been on, it's the, like, the best name. What's the, what's the story there? So I actually stole it from an anime for like years ago. I wanted to name a record label Desert Tiger because there was a character inside of a Gundam show where it was just giant fighting robots and he went by the Desert Tiger and I just thought it was dope. And then I moved to Kamloops, which Kamloops is considered a desert. And then they used to have a zoo and the main draw at the zoo was Zeph the Tiger. So I just thought that like both these things connected so well that I was like, screw it, let's go for it. Oh, no, that's absolutely the right call for sure. It's the best name. So good for you. I'm very impressed. And all, all good ideas kind of borrow from something, I think. Exactly. Exactly. What's original anymore, right? Exactly. If, if I remember when I started writing pop songs, I had a producer tell me anything completely original isn't good and anything good isn't completely original. Now, there's probably a lot of like strict musicians who would freak out at that, but I've, I've certainly would agree. <laughs> I'm sure they'll learn this lesson with time. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right, Pat. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Anytime. I really enjoyed it. Ah, am I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Pat Cordyback of Stereos. And you can find their new track, Look Good, as well as 2020's Sunset Golds over on your favorite music streaming service. When you're there, hit follow. You might as well follow them on social media too, because you heard Pat. Stereos has a lot more coming your way, and you do not want to miss it. And with that, it is now time to give Pat a final roaring DTB. Thank you joining us here today on the show and i need to thank the crew over at strut entertainment for going ahead and helping with setting this conversation up yes i need to thank german from your podcast editor.com for being an incredible human being and for being an audio wizard and making the show sound so good and i need to thank you the ambush for tuning on in. If you've yet to join with The Ambush, it's as easy as subscribing. And you can also help the show by sharing this episode. You can give the show a five-star review, or you can head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com and grab yourself something to represent and support the show everywhere that you and your beautiful face 
go. And with that, it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your roar and then let it out into the world. Let them know just how powerful, how wondrous, how beautiful you and your roar are because you, yes, you, are all three of these things and oh so much more and you best believe it. And until next time, ambush. Bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.